Hello, friends. This is Darren Hayes of PigskinDispatch.com. Before we take you to your favorite Sports History Network show, just want to tell you a little bit about some merch that you can pick up that represents your favorite SHN podcast. So far, there's t-shirts, coffee mugs, and even books from some of the authors that do podcasts right here on SHN. Who could buy something better than that than have the history right from the, the gentleman that you hear talking about it? But we also are adding things each and every day. And where's that store, may you ask? Well, it's at SportsHistoryNetwork.com. Up at the top, there is the SHN. HN merch button. Click on that. It'll take you right to the store and you can be representing your favorite podcast and show the world that, hey, on the swag that I'm using, it's the headquarters of Sports Yesteryear, Sports History Network, and my favorite podcaster, the Sports History Network store. Shop there today. Hi, this is Joe Ziemba from the podcast When Football Was Football, and you are listening to the Total Sports Recall Podcast, a part of the Sports History Network. Now, here's your host, Harv Aronson. Welcome to Total Sports Recall, and this is your host, Harv Aronson, and this is a special edition. In this episode, we look back 50 years ago with sports headlines and events from 1974. We begin with the obvious, the Super Bowl. 50 years ago in 1974, on January 13th, it was just the eighth Super Bowl in history, Super Bowl VIII, and it pitted the AFC champion Miami Dolphins playing the NFC champion Minnesota Vikings. Miami was coming off the only undefeated season in NFL history that resulted in a Super Bowl victory over the Washington Redskins by a score of 14-7. to it was no contest as Miami repeated as world champions in a blowout 24-7. The game was played in Rice Stadium, and Larry Zonka led the way for the Dolphins with two touchdowns. His backfield mate, Jim Kick, added another touchdown, and Miami's defense allowed just 72 yards rushing, while Zonka on his own gained 145 yards on the ground, averaging 4.39 yards per carry. Due to the success of the running game, Miami quarterback Bob Greasy threw the ball just seven times. Following Super Bowl VIII, several note, uh, newsworthy items did take place. Specifically, on January 29th, the NFL draft began a two-day process of the annual collegiate selection process. For the Pittsburgh Steelers fans, this draft was historic, not just for the NFL, but also for the Steelers. Looking back, they had four draftees in the process taken by the Steelers, along with one undrafted free agent rookie. All are now in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Lynn Swan was drafted in the first round. In the second round, Jack Lambert became a Steeler, incredibly lasting until the fourth round was John Stallworth. Even more amazing is Iron Mike Webster being passed by until the fifth round when the Steelers nabbed him and he became perhaps the best center in the history of the league and not drafted, but who became one of the best safeties and special teams players ever was Donnie shell. And he joins the previous four with a yellow jacket in Canton, Ohio. 
The very first overall pick in the 1974 draft was by the Dallas Cowboys, who in a trade with the Houston Oilers selected Ed Tuttle Jones. In 1974, there was an unthinkable 17 rounds of drafting. And that year's Mr. Irrelevant, just as Brock Purdy, a current NFL champion, NFC champion quarterback is, was Ken Dickerson, taken by the world champion Dolphins with the 442nd pick overall. Dickerson was a defensive back from Tuskegee University, and he failed to make the team, while Purdy, who could become the first Mr. Irrelevant quarterback, to win a Super Bowl next weekend. On February 8th, quarterback Virgil Carter, who was on the San Diego Chargers in 1974, left the NFL for the World Football League. On March 31st, Larry Zonka, Paul Warfield, and Jim Kick all jumped ship from Miami and signed with the Toronto franchise in the World Football League. The new league held a six-round draft on March 19th, which included the Steelers' own Terry Hanratty. He declined that draft pick and signed a new deal with the Steelers. To show how much has changed in 50 years, the minimum salary back then was $12,500. In 2023, the minimum rookie salary was $750,000. In other sports lines from 1974, the World Cup was held, and in the final, West Germany outlasted the Netherlands 2-1, to one, winning the cup on home turf. In college basketball, Notre Dame snapped UCLA's 88-game winning streak. And in tennis, 19-year-old Chris Evert won the French Open and then shortly after, the Wimbledon title. In 1974, Jimmy Connors won three Grand Slam titles in tennis. In golf, Gary Player won the Masters and the U.S. Open. Lee Trevino took home the PGA Championship title. In cycling, at the Tour de France, Eddie Mercek became the yellow-shirted champion. In Major League Baseball, the Oakland A's won the World Series for their third consecutive championship. And back to football in the New World Football League, the Birmingham Americans won that league's first ever title, beating the Florida Blazers 22-21. to And in 1974 in baseball, Frank Robinson became the first African-American manager of a Major League Baseball team named as the Cleveland Indians skipper. On June 4th, one of the worst events in Major League Baseball took place when the Cleveland Indians held the promotion 10-cent beer night, which expectedly led to thousands of drunk fans who stormed the field, causing a forfeit of the game to the Texas Rangers. If you Google that event, you'll learn about the ugliness of what took place. In the NBA and ABA, those titles were won by the Boston Celtics, who defeated the Milwaukee Bucks and the ABA title went to the New York Nets as they won four games to one over the Utah Stars. New York was led by Julius Dr. J. Irving. In boxing on October 3rd of 1974, the Rumble 31st, the Rumble in the Jungle took place as Muhammad Ali upset George Foreman and Kinshaw Zaire in Africa, knocking out the defending champion in the eighth round as Ali presented to the world his rope-a-dope strategy. Foreman had previously knocked out Ken Norton in the second round on March 26th. Also in boxing on February 9th, the great Carlos Monzon knocked out Jose Napolis in the seventh round to retain his world middleweight title. The still existing Canadian Football League that exists still today crowned their champion in 1974 as the Montreal Alouettes, who won the Grey Cup, winning the league title with a victory over the Edmonton Eskimos 20-7. to 
in horse racing's Triple Crown, the Kentucky Derby went to Cannonade. The Preakness to Little Curran. And who also won the Belmont Stakes. The Stanley Cup in the NHL was won by the Broad Street Bullies, the Philadelphia Flyers in four games to two. The Boston Bruins being were the losers in that series. In 1974, Muhammad Ali was named the Associated Press Male Athlete of the Year, while Chris Evert took home the female honor. Ali was also named by Sports Illustrated as the Sportsman of the Year. In college football, Penn State defeated LSU in the Orange Bowl 16-9. And in the Rose Bowl, Ohio State clobbered USC 42-21. On February 2nd, only 1,641 fans were in attendance for a game between the Cleveland Cavaliers and Golden State Warriors Warriors in the NBA. On March 9th, North Carolina State won the NCAA title, defeating Maryland in the March Madness Tournament 103-100, to which went into overtime. On April 4th in baseball, Hank Aaron tied Babe Ruth's, Babe Ruth's home run career record at 714. That took place on April 24th. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers joined the NFL in 1974. The Indianapolis 500. The winner there, Johnny Rutherford. On June 14th, Nolan Ryan struck out 19 Red Sox batters in a 15-inning game. He repeated the feat on August 12th, and this time again against the Boston Red Sox. And this time, it only took him nine innings of work while he walked only two batters. On August 12th, Mickey Mantle and Whitey Ford became the first ever teammates to be inducted into the Hall of Fame on the same day. On September 10th, Lou Brock tied and then broke the single-season stolen base record with numbers 104 and 105. On September 28th, Nolan Ryan was at it again, this time his third career no-hitter as he beat the Minnesota Twins 4-0. On September 29th, Norbert Sander won the New York City Marathon, on October 18th, the Chicago Bulls, Nate Thurman made NBA history with the first ever quadruple double when he scored 22 points, had 14 rebounds, dished out 13 assists, and had 14 block shots. 1974, Billy Martin was the American League Manager of the Year. And on October 24th, Bass Baseball's National League MVP went to the Dodgers' Steve Garvey. So there you have it, 1974, 50 years ago this year. For me, 50 years ago, I was 15 years old. Thus, I remember almost all of these events. I hope you enjoyed this journey back in time. And until next weekend, when another Total Sports Recall returns with another podcast, this is Harv Aronson encouraging you to visit my website at totalsportsrecall.com and feel free to reach out to me on Twitter using at TSRHAR59 or by email at totalsportsrecall at gmail.com. Until next weekend, this is Harv Aronson wishing everyone a great week ahead. The contents of this podcast do not represent the opinions of others and are solely the opinions of Harv Aronson based on his experience, knowledge, and research.
Hey there, sports history fan. This is Arnie Chapman, a.k.a. the Football History Dude, and I wanted to thank you for stopping by to listen to another episode here on the Sports History Network. Our podcasters are passionate about uncovering and sharing sports stories from yesteryear. And if you didn't know it already, we have over 30 shows across the network covering all sorts of sports history topics. In fact, here's a glimpse into one of our awesome podcasts here on the network. Do you wish you knew more about the 100 seasons of the NFL? You're in luck because you found the Football History Dude Podcast, where each episode is a journey back in time to learn about the rich history of the NFL. From the founding of the league in an auto showroom, all the way to what it is today, America's favorite sport and a behemoth of an industry. My name is Ernie Chapman. Football is my passion, and I want you to come along with me each week to explore the yesteryear of the gridiron. So hop on board, my DeLorean, and let's get this baby up to 88 miles per hour. How about that? I bet you're super hyped to go listen to that new podcast, right? Well, to learn about this show and all the other podcasts on the network, head over to sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Again, that's sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Head over there today to find your next favorite sports history podcast.